You're tuned to the Business Rundown. Grab your coffee and enjoy. All right. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Business Rundown. I'm your host, Matthew Sanchez, and I have Chad Kraft with us, the other host today. And boy, today is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about. I know I briefly mentioned this in a a previous uh, episode where we were talking about marketing, but today we're really going to spoil you guys with sales funnels. So uh, if you don't know, Chad, uh, please tell our our listeners, what is a sales funnel? You know, how how does it, how does it work? So uh, this is a really good question, Matt, because a lot of people, I, and you know, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people think that their customers magically land in their business, fully ready to give them money. But that is not the case. What? Um, I I know it's a very sad, uh, sad reality that we live in. I've been trying to change it. I, I just don't know who to talk to about that. Um, but there, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Uh, so, so you're we, saying just because I don't, I put a sign up in front of my office that people aren't just going like, to start walking in. You know, if you build it, they may come. Uh, but the adage that if you build it, they will come is a uh, complete uh nonsense not, not true okay it is it is not great um and i i made a post the other day and somebody said um if you build it they will come and i just uh i clicked like i wanted to say i wanted to respond no that's that's not true at all you have to you have to tell people about it you know um uh, but instead i was just like you know at least you read the post you kind of got where i was going you didn't fully grasp the concept but that's okay um it's something that's been hammered in our in our minds for years and then field of dreams took it you know a step for a step further and made it a, a concept in the movie um but sorry what a sales funnel is um basically it's taking uh your cus or your your prospect from the awareness stage. So from them knowing who you are and then funneling them down to different levels. Um, So first they enter your funnel and this could be in a myriad of ways. They could watch a video. They could listen to you on a podcast. So some people might be entering our ecosystems through this podcast and this is top of funnel. This is awareness They're They know who we are. Right, if they're if they're on YouTube or um, it's another popular social, funnel, they'll, right? they'll see our faces, right? So they'll know what we look like, um, they'll know what we sound like if they're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and then, uh, but that's the the awareness. So then they may come into our funnels by um, we both have assessments um, as part of our top of funnel, so they could take an assessment. That's when we capture their email address. Um, Popular examples of top of funnel are a webinar, um, a video series, um, a mini course, a free like a free course, um, whether it's videos or or email, um, a PDF, uh, so like an ebook telling you how to you know the five common mistakes that uh, contractors make with their marketing, right? Something that is uh specific for someone make someone to sign up it seems valuable enough for them to want to give you their email address so in this world in this ecosystem an email address is like currency um 
and that's what you're you're trading for. And then you're taking that email address from awareness, knowing who you are, downloading your thing. That's like buy number one. Your lead magnet. Some other people um, would call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. A lead magnet. That's a. Um, uh, we'll we'll refer to it as a lead magnet from here on. Um, so they'll have access to your lead magnet. You'll put them into an email sequence. The first email will deliver that lead magnet. So hey, here's here's your PDF in case you missed it. Here's the book if, you requested. Yeah, and if they took an assessment, here's your results, and here's what that means, right? People love BuzzFeed quizzes. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. if to get your results on a BuzzFeed quiz, um, they had you put in your email address. I feel like those would be incredibly powerful marketing tools, um, and and that's what what we're doing here. Um, so uh, essentially, you'll put them through this email sequence, try to get the people who aren't going to buy out of there as quick as possible, right? And it's just giving them information. It doesn't have to be super salesy um, in this email sequence. Some people don't even offer um, any sort of sales offering. I generally say at email like between four and seven, do some sort of soft offer so that they know what you do, invite them into a call, something like that. So let, let's break this down for a second. I know you, you kind of just gave a ton of examples of how to move someone down a sales funnel. But if I just asked, uh, pardon me, anyone off the street, what is a sales funnel? I know not everyone would be able to explain or articulate that. So in short, a sales funnel is a way to take someone who is not a customer all the way to being a customer. Mm-hmm. And exactly. to do that in an automated way without you having to do any additional input. Uh, well, there may be something at the end, right, to like a final sales call or, or a consultation of some sort, right? But the idea is that you want to build up enough interest and excitement in the product or service you're delivering that solves their problem that they, by the time they speak to you, are ready to hand you the cash. Mm-hmm. Is that exactly. a good way to put it? Um, yeah, and it doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be fully automated. And I think that's where a lot of people get scared and are like, I'm just not going to have one. Um, you can have pieces of it automated. Um, uh, but there are a lot of things that like I have to do manually. And so in my automation, I have like rules where it will send me a ping and say, Hey, this person is at this stage of your funnel. So then I'm like, okay, they're pretty serious if they've gotten here. Um, so then I may, if I have their phone number, I may give them a call and just say, you know, if I haven't met them, introduce myself, you know, things like that. Um, because the word automation can be, um, a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yeah. So, uh, there's two things that I think come in, uh, scary is one where it is, um, you know, seems too daunting to have to create this automation. Um, the second one puts us into a mindset where we don't want to communicate or we don't want to be reaching out to people. But honestly, if you think about the sales funnels that you've entered, which you've entered hundreds, <laughs> just think about like all the email lists yeah. that you're like, how did I get on this email list? You got on this email list because you signed up for, for a lead magnet. And uh, think about some of the past sales you've made. And it's probably from a salesperson reaching out to you, 
after signing up for a lead magnet. And um, so even though a lot of it's automated, people still value that human that human interaction no matter how much they run to chat gpt or or anything like that like how much they talk about ai human interaction is still going to win um and that's where you can honestly be different that can that can that be a, a differentiating factor yeah um, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that because i mean i'm just thinking of of a handful of of experiences and and are you like me? Like sometimes, like I actually sign up for people's uh, lead magnets, not because I really want the lead magnet. I'm just curious about their like, their funnel. <laughs> like <laughs> that is something I do a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I have an email bit. exactly designed just for the spam because you know it's just spam. But I also get a little bit of inspiration because I'm like, how does someone in? Did you know? Okay, this was like a, a long time ago. I wanted to learn how to play piano and there are some uh piano uh, teachers that have their whole they have a fully automated uh sales funnel and i'm like that's impressive like i would never have thought about that like i saw a couple of their youtube videos you know they say hey click here to to learn more right about whatever right scales or whatever it was and i still keep their funnel just because i'm like how are they just pumping out consistently like a different email every time? So I, I was actually very inspired by it because, you know, I would never have thought that music lessons could be a fully automated funnel. Yeah. Right. Um, Grant Cardone's another one. I mean, if he, he'll send you like five plus emails a day, um, obviously he's got a big team, a lot of different writers, um, but I'm also kind of it, it kind of gives you some inspiration where it's like, uh, yeah, I have no intention of signing up for any of his courses or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, I'm a fan uh, to a certain degree, but at the same time, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not his target avatar. Let's put it that way, you know, yeah. or, or I just I but I do like that he is he's like one he's he's the opposite extreme where too many touch points too many uh everything actually his goal is to get unsubscribes that's how he knows that mm -hmm. his message uh that you at least heard his message you know who he is and you realize it's not for you um and i think that's a great goal um because the quicker that you can get to know like that's feedback and so a lot of people are like hey we need that we need that feedback right and the you know the human inside of all of us is you know we want that feedback to be yes and we want them to to love what we're saying what level we're selling and then give us money right mm -hmm. and completely natural but we need to get to that no as quick as possible and um i don't i don't remember if it's still active in my funnel but at um at one point i had this email that was basically a breakup email. It was mm -hmm. basically like, Hey, is this, are we going this direction or no? And it's like, if it's a possibility at all, great. Don't do anything. But if you're like, Hey, I am just, I've been avoiding unsubscribing, unsubscribe. Like it's click the button okay. below to unsubscribe, make, make mm -hmm. it as easy as possible to break up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like and it, it's funny. A lot of people, 
try to like make the unsubscribe button in their emails like small and and not show it, but you le- you legally have to, so you know you you make sure to do it. Um, I recommend making it kind of as obvious as possible because there's nothing more frustrating than going into an email to unsubscribe and having to search for that unsubscribe button. It makes me quite angry <laughs> whenever I. Uh, like go to a brand especially if it's like a a brand where it's like i didn't opt into it but i bought something from them so then um you automatically yeah started sending me emails but it wasn't like i chose it because i i got a a lead magnet it excited me it was you know if i bought something um online and then they enrolled me automatically um but a lot of big brands once you get into their system, it's not a sales funnel. It's just they send you a bunch of newsletters mm-hmm. or um, digital catalogs, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not my love language. Digital catalogs, like that's not how what? I how I buy. Um, the one that if they sent fewer emails, I would be I'd be happier about it. But it is Harbor Freight. No, oh, um, yeah. one just opened up in my town actually. So I, I, I love Harbor Freight. I, I do. I try to support local as much as I, I can, but Harbor Freight is, is one of my big exceptions because the tools are just so darn cheap and they give like free stuff away. So if you get their emails, they'll say, Hey, come in. Uh, like last weekend was a free bucket, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, could always use a bucket, a five gallon bucket. Why not? Um, and it's, it's funny. So I'm not subscribed to their emails, but my dad is. And mm-hmm. so whenever there's something relevant, my dad will send it to me and say, Hey, do you need this? Um, and so, and like with the bucket example, I was like, uh, they had the photo and the bucket was filled with tools, but I was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to give you an empty bucket, not a, a bucket filled with tools. Um, and I, I said that to my dad and he said, he said, yeah, we, we went and got three buckets. Um, and nope, they were all empty. <laughs> and, uh, but see, that's, that's one that like, I like, but they send so many emails that I'm not subscribed to it. I just, you know, get them when there's something relevant. I have kind of my gatekeeper, right? Which is my dad. <laughs> sure. That's interesting. And and I know you, you mentioned a very interesting uh, subject there, which is I want to get people to know effectively or to unsubscribe as quickly as possible if they're not the right fit. Mm-hmm. And it actually reminds me of a saying that, uh, I heard this years ago, but it is something that I, I think is absolutely true. It's yes is great, uh, no is fine, maybe is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we're fit for each other, I want you to say yes. Like I want to work with you. Let's let's get going, mm-hmm. right? Uh, no, well, I, I just all I care about really is that you made a decision. All right? There's nothing worse than. Uh, being in this limbo space. And that's where, where I say maybe is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether you put it in your funnel or if you have it in one of your, uh, you call it a sales meeting, just say, you know, the, the point of this process is to help you come to a decision. And I don't take any offense if we're not a fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it does not bother me one bit. Exactly. Um, now, if we are a fit, great. I want to work with you. But if we're not a fit, please don't fi- don't hesitate to let me know we're not a fit because mm-hmm. you're actually doing both of us a major favor, which is preserving each other's time. Mm-hmm. 
right exactly. now uh ideally you you need enough time to figure out whether we've actually are a fit or not and and hopefully it's not premature i've never had that happen um but i guess it, it theoretically could come up right where someone's like oh well um you, you break up too early but I, I, again i've never seen that i guess if your process is way too long then you're really not efficient and that's probably a sign right there but neither here nor there you know yes is great no is fine maybe is unacceptable mm-hmm. and i think what 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 we're really hitting on there is you really need to get your your ideal avatar your prospects whether it's a client or a customer or whatever it whatever you offer you need to get those people uh yes is great but at least get them to know mhm yeah 100% because if not you're going to waste your time and money chasing them well beyond the, what they needed to. And you know what, if down the line they come to realize that you are fit, they'll come back, they'll find you. I've had that happen many times where, where somebody reaches out a year or two later and they're like, Hey, um, I, you know, I wasn't a fit at the, at the time, but I actually, I realized that, that uh, I'm ready to move forward. Mm-hmm. Great. That's fine. I didn't spend a whole year or two chasing this person down. They actually respected the fact that I made them come to a decision and that, you know, now they're ready. Cool. So. Yeah, I think, I think that's perfect because, um, you know, your, your prospect, they know what they need. And, uh, a lot of them are just resistant to salespeople and, and, you know, you, you Such met, a dirty word. Well, yeah. And so, and, and it's, it's frustration. It's frustrating to me as a salesperson, um, you know, to kind of have to have to fight for, for a sale. Um, but the, the thing is, is, you know, so many people that we know prospects that we've, we've talked to, um, so many of our customers have dealt with bad salespeople, not bad as in they're bad at selling, but bad as in, um, you know, when you think of the word salesperson, uh, you know, that, that kind of sleazy, pushy salesperson. Um, Oh yeah. That's not the majority in sales. The majority uh, of people who are in sales don't identify as salespeople, which I think is the mistake there is getting everything into this. So even everything in marketing is get it in a sales mindset because it's basically taking people from awareness to dollars. You got to come here. Here's where they know you. Here's where you make money. And it's the middle ground that bridges the gap. Um, and and I think that so many people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to build a funnel. And you're like, oh, a sales funnel. No, it's a marketing funnel. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if it's a marketing funnel, you're never going to make a dollar. They're just going to know who you are. <laughs> They're going to get your emails, but you're never going to make a sale. And um, it's funny you mentioned that because like I said uh, before this show, we were were talking a little bit about some things that we're working on and the, I was working with a particular marketing group and you know, we had some very frank conversations. Here are the goals. Here's what we're we're looking for. And you know, it's a, I wanted a sales funnel. Here are the metrics. They are, sales oriented. Now I know we could have a whole conversation as to, um, you know, the differences and all that kind of stuff. 
Long story short, we agreed to the metrics. We're on the same page. We, we defined what the success is. And the response is almost like, well, you, you know, you got a lot of people very aware of your, of your brand and your business. Like, that wasn't the point of this campaign. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about this, right? We talked about what, what we were going to mark as success. And so there are things that, that they will control and there are things that we cannot control. And it's important to understand the difference. Now, I understand that uh, to a certain degree, marketing cannot control end sales. But at the same time, marketing is about getting your message to the right people, to the right audience that can convert. Mm-hmm. And you need to have, you can have evidence of that. And I think really one of the fun things about funnels and I think what I get so excited about is what makes one person's funnel successful or not is actually the level of sophistication, right? Uh, the more I, I don't have to have the best widget in the world to to be the best seller of it, right? I can have and let's just say it doesn't matter what widget you sell, right? Uh, you can have an inferior product uh, and sell more of it. Mm-hmm than somebody who is the best at what they do because they can't get the word out in front of the right type of people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's what's important is uh, when, we, when we talk about funnels is, is the increasing levels of sophistication. As you get better at funnels, at first you need to just create one to see and understand how, how they work. But you'll learn how to become increasingly sophisticated to be able to read the data and when you understand what the data is suggesting to you, then you make adjustments and tweaks and changes until you actually have a fully viable end-to-end funnel, which can get a the results you're looking for, whether it's a sale or a sales conversation. So I think that's why I like sales funnels so much. Um, it's kind of funny you mentioned that there are people who don't identify as salespeople. And I think that that stigma holds holds especially true in in the financial services industry mm-hmm. because I mean, as an independent advisor, RA, all that kind of stuff, we look at brokers as as financial salespeople, and, and they they always kind of talk down about how bad that th- these people are because they're all about sales and commissions, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember having a conversation with uh, a client. Uh, well, uh, they're saying, well. Um, but you, you, you'll make money if, if we work together. Y- yes, of course. Right. So you're a salesperson and I was like, no, 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 I'm an advisor. Right. I, I, I sell advice, I guess, you know? And so it was kind of interesting that there are, there's an entire industry of financial professionals who have trained themselves to say that they're not financial salespeople, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. And, and you have to be honest with yourself and be comfortable with yourself that it's okay that you're in sales. I know in, in some parts of the world, like in the UK, it is like, uh, oh my gosh, it's like the worst thing in the world that your son or daughter could, could grow up to be a salesperson. But I don't look at sales as, as a negative thing. It can be. There are people who definitely manipulate and do unethical things. Absolutely. But I think that's why I like to hold the mirror up and say, here's what I stand for, right? Here's the value that I add. And if you can clearly do that, 
and really help people. That's the, the, the heart, right? You need to help people. And if you're helping people, the natural result of that, helping them solve their problems is sales. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the reality is I don't work for free. I don't know anyone who, who is serious uh, about almost anything that works for free. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's how, you know, the, the invisible hand of the economy works, right? Like, you know, the, it's good. It's good to make money when you have money, guess what? You can spend it. You can, you can invest it. You can do a lot of different things. You can help a lot of people when you have money mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's a good thing. You know, so I know I, I just have coached so many people through um, money mindsets, right? And how that actually really holds people back from uh, a lot of success because they're afraid almost to be successful and mm -hmm. to, to make money. Yeah. So I know we're getting off a little bit on a tangent, but yeah, uh, no Chad, you know, any, any final thoughts that you would like to, to share today when we, uh, when we talk about funnels? Yeah, I think the first thing, if uh, if a sales funnel or uh, you know a marketing sales funnel, if that concept scares you, if you're like that's just too big, my company isn't there, start small, right? Create a, a five page PDF, um, put some of your knowledge into it, and then just do a simple email sequence that leads people to request a call with you. Something super simple, educating them. And that's the thing is you're creating smart buyers. You're creating people who understand what you do, know what you're talking about. And then whenever they're thinking about this service or this product, um, the thing that you're selling, they're going to connect you as an expert because you're the one who taught them about it. So just start, start small, right? It doesn't have to be, um, be elaborate. It doesn't have to be anything, uh, anything big now. Right, it can always improve, and that's true with any anything in your business and anything in marketing, is that you can always improve, and it's okay to start small because all of us started small. Um, you know, I think Coca Cola sold twenty five bottles their first year. Right, let that be your motivation, because, um, but don't let it be your hindrance that oh, like I don't have enough money to do this. A lot of this stuff, like you can build a sales funnel on your own for free. And you know what? I'll give you a great resource um, before we, we head off. And it's a book called Marketing Made Simple. It's by Donald Miller. And basically that book walks you through how to build a, a website and a sales funnel that are going uh, to take take people from awareness to customer. And um, it's just a, a super simple DIY way to leverage this um, because that's uh, that's one of the biggest things that I hear is I'm not big enough. My company is not big enough to do this. Yes, it is. A lemonade stand could do this and should, you know. Um, People who sell Girl Scout lessons cookies. can do that. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies have an email list. So, um you know, and I, I get the, the email that says it's, it's Girl Scout cookie time Buy yours today online, you know? Um, anyway, yeah, I think, uh, you know, just don't overthink it, build a sales funnel. Um, and you know, if you want send your sales funnels to us and we'll, we'll sign up and we'll, we'll give you feedback. Well, some feedback. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, you know, cool. the last thing I would just add, add for today is, especially anyone on the fence, if you think that your business is too small, um, I think it's one of those things, you, it's kind of cliche, but you can't afford not to do it mm-hmm. kind of thing. And Agreed. it is one of those things where, yeah, you're going to need to invest time, assuming you're a solopreneur, right? Either you got time or you got money. Either you hire professionals who are going to do it for you, and they'll be a lot faster, and you'll get you up and running a lot sooner, or you do it yourself. And in either case, it's going to cost you either time or money. Long story short, I'm, I remember when I created my first funnel, and it's a work in progress. But you know, it took me. It was a three video series. Each video runs about seven, eight minutes, but it took me probably three weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if that's all I did, not all, I didn't, I didn't just do that, but you know, I, I mean, I have businesses to run at the same time, Yeah. but it, it also, that, that's where it started because it was important to me that the copy and the script, you know, I had some ideas, but you know, most of the time actually was just in creating copy, writing scripts. Mm-hmm. And once I had the, the script down and I was saying things that I always say every day in every conversation and I packaged it in a, in a way that I can deliver effectively that message, then the rest of it took care of itself. Because mm-hmm. when people go through that funnel and they hear the words, they're hearing my true authentic voice exactly how i would deliver it if i was going to have a one-on-one conversation with them and that unique footprint uh and experience actually the feedback i get is no one else is doing this this is this is awesome you know and so what actually what it led leads to and what it has led to is when i do have that by the time they've gone through all three videos and we do have a one-on-one conversation the conversations are exponentially better because I don't have to educate while trying to learn more about this person. I can focus 100% on them and solving their problems as opposed to spending just as much time or more time trying to help people understand how I am different, how I do things. And it's a way to, as Chad mentioned, make your client or prospect more educated and ultimately that should, if you're doing it right, lead to differentiation, which mm-hmm. should actually lead to a decision, which is what we talked about. And people will know whether you're a fit or not. And if they say no, that's okay. That's fine. You know, if it's yes, that's great. Work with them. But don't let people get stuck in that maybe land where they suck up your time and money and resources trying to get them to get a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, that, that, that'll kill your business. Sure. And kill your salespeople. I mean, you spend yeah. so much money on that. So, cool. well, that's it for today. We uh, looking forward to actually. We'll probably have a, a more in depth series about sales funnel. I think. I think today we're really just pretty high level, and in, in the coming episodes, we'll really dive into creating effective sales funnels.